Pulp MX Network Production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Motocross and Supercross Show presented by Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast. Thank you for listening. Lots of fun ahead. Three races left starting this weekend in Unadilla. And, of course, we had a race a couple weeks ago in Washugo. We will go over those results, talk about how we did. Look forward to Unadilla. Caleb Russell, the GNCC champion, is racing Unadilla. So we'll talk about him and whether we think he's a good pick or not. And uh, we'll talk about some 100% goggles, lead pipe, block of the weeks, and uh, much more. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you for playing all year. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we've been having a good time. And thanks again for... Uh, you know, having fun this whole time, and we love those tweets, everybody. Love to see the uh, good and the bad tweets come in about your teams uh, each and every week, and the live scoring has made it absolutely a blast to uh, to play along with. Uh, again, I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you to uh, 100% for coming on this podcast. If you go to ride100percent.com and you pump punch in pulp 18 at checkout you will save 25 percent off on casual apparel and accessories the official goggle of pulp mx fantasy and premier athletes around the world like Moosegan, webb and all of the yamalube star racing guys wear 100 percent. and so please check them out and uh, you can save on casual apparel and accessories by simply typing in pulp 18 at checkout um yeah we uh, really appreciate you guys if you want to check that some of that stuff out you can save while you're doing it. And thanks to Pro Taper as well. Uh, whether it's Geico Honda, whether it's Rockstar Husky, whether it's JGR Suzuki, uh, Pro Taper continues to push the envelope and developing some real cool, badass products. They've got a lot of championships under their belt the last few years, whether it was Bradshaw back in the day or Jason Anderson and Zach Osborne now. Pro Taper can. Pr- can be trusted to provide products that continue to set the industry benchmark for others to follow. They've got the oversized bar. That you all know that they developed and patented themselves, but they've got a 7 8 bar, they've got an oversized bar of the crossbar, they've got a real cool uh, locking crossbar that you can lock and unlock. Lots of sweet things at protaper.com and fly racing as well. Uh, we were up in Boise a couple weeks ago. 2019 fly racing stuff has dropped. Go to your dealer, demand to see the catalog, go to flyracing.com to see all the colors, all the lines, get some gear with some palm trees on it if you want. The redesigned F2 is uh, awesome looking, really sweet, uh, great job by those guys to do that, and uh, Blake Baggett, Weston Pike, some of the guys that we were wearing fly racing out there uh, this weekend at Unadilla. All right, let's get into Pulp Mex Fantasy, how we did, how it's going to go forward, and everything else. First up, from Get and Athena, Dan Truman. What's up, Truman? How are you? Oh, I'm good. It was a better weekend. Not great. Um, but, yeah, I think I might have a shot to catch you. It's going to be tough, but I think I might get that 50 bucks back. First I take JT's 50, and now I will take your 50. It has been a sweet Pulp MX Fantasy year for me. Uh, also on the line from uh, Pro Taper, fresh off an appearance at Lomo, the MXGP Series, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steve. What's happening? How's it going? Outside of Hurlings. Most impressive guy you saw at Lomo? Yago Gitz. Yago Gitz. Yago Gitz. Yago Gitz. Right. He was faster than Hurlings in some sections of the track. The Stop it. Stop it. I, I swear to you, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he's uh, he's looking good. He's going to be on the Belgium team for the MXDN, and it is so Belgium-like to just, I mean, just they just, whoever they send is good, always, all the time. So, um yeah. looking forward to, uh, to talking to you more about that. Also on the line from flyracing.com, busy. Busy, busy dealing with dealers and people who want the 2019 stuff. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not too much. I am uh, I am in Fuego. I've actually had to switch to a non-flammable material to wear around the house mm-hmm. uh, because I am on fire, boys. I have come from outside the top 1,000. I am into 140th place overall, and uh, things are looking up. I'm coming for, I don't know what I'm coming for because I can't win anything, but I'm coming to the front. Well, the the podcast is much better when you are not doing as well, by the way. I'd like to, like, just for, 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 for the record. That's better for you. I'm freaking, I'm, I'm wow. clinging to life. Like, my fingernails are slipping off the edge of, yeah, I, of uh, I, any sort of happiness I could possibly conjure up. I think, Paul, we like it when JT's teams go up in flames. It makes for a better podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think you're. I think you're wrong about what you said because I've seen multiple tweets on on the 
following the pods where JT's had awful, awful weekends and he's venting on the podcast. Yep. I haven't seen anything about this happy JT that's crushing in fantasy. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, for the sake of listeners and entertainment, I hope JT just goes up in a ball of flames. Um, well, all of you people that like to wallow in my misery, and that includes you three, you guys can suck it. Uh-huh. You can yep. suck it. And I, I actually am enjoying fantasy now. You guys are the ones that are like, I quit fantasy. I retire yeah. on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Not me. Dan and I have quit fantasy multiple times this year. Just quit. Uh, been rough. I, I mean, we'll get into it. I had a perfect 450 team or 250 team for pretty much the entire day, and I still got like mm. 300th place. And it just there was stupid. there was a five lap span in 450s where Truman was absolutely devastated just taking shots left and right um and we'll get into that let's get into our washugal uh picks and how we did and then we'll talk about uh going ahead to unadilla thanks to uh ride 100%.com protaper.com flyracing.com for making this happen and kawasaki also by the way we are giving out three bikes this year Thanks to the folks at Kawasaki. The 2019 KX450 is all all new, all redesigned. I just did a podcast that'll be out this week with Pingree and Kiefer, and they could not shut up about the new 2019 KX450F. So um, you'll hear that this week. Thanks to Kawasaki. We're giving one of those away. All right. I, uh, I scored 420 points last round. I was looking much, much better, which we'll get into, but I got 420. Uh, Dan, how'd you do? I got 450 points. All right. Uh, Paul? 435. And JT? 4.51. This is like Price is Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. JT wins because he is uh, closest to the $1,000 <laughs> mark. Uh, so, all right, let's get into uh, – I was doing well. and I was, You know what? A lot of people have my story, so I shouldn't exactly uh, cry, um, cry foul here because um, – uh, uh, my guys had suffered the same thing that a lot of people did. All right, let's get into 250 class. So the big controversy uh, was Tommy Week. Well, not controversy, but how much had Tommy Week been riding? He's married to the track owner's sister. He is a Pacific Northwest guy. He rides Washougal well. How much had he been doing? How, how well had he been going and everything else? Tommy Week was the discussion, and he outpointed the class by far. 94 points for Tommy Week at Washugo. He was 18, of course. Uh, pick trend 32, so pretty high. Uh, the next guy was Savachi, who again uh, got 66, who again was not an all-star, by the way. Uh, and so that's a huge gap. 28-point gap between first and second place uh, riders in 250 class in uh, in Washugo. That's big. Um, so, uh, by the way, I listen, Tommy did well. I just want to point out that his bike sounded a lot different than everybody else's. That's all. I didn't hear it. You didn't he hear it. Pulled up the hills, dude. All right, maybe I was over by the announcer's tower. The thing sounded so deep and throaty. I'm just like, holy smokes! But yeah, uh, you I was know on what? Horsepower Hill all day because okay. I, was, I was working, serving food. Yep. And I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just yeah. didn't notice it, and I was almost like, he was battling with a lot of factory guys too, like yep. uh, guys like Nichols and Sabachi. And these guys are coming through the pack, and yep. I was like, uh, yeah, he's down on power. Okay. But all right. That doesn't always mean everything. Right. It it sure sounded different. That's all. It sounded so much different. Okay. So Tommy Week, 94 points, 18 handicap. Nice job. I had him. I also went Joey Savacci. I can't quit Joey. I can't quit him. And uh, 66 isn't a great score, but it's the second best score of the week. So uh, I'll take it. 66 points for Joey Savacci. Uh, my next guy, my all-star was Justin Cooper, qualified fastest. And he was a four, so I liked all of that. And uh, first moto didn't go so well. Fell, I think, or something on the first lap and had to come from way back. He was a 31% pick trend. He got 40 points, so 10 off of the um, – 10 off of the uh, uh, limit. I'll take it, I guess. It's not uh, the max, I should say. I'll take it. It's not great. My last pick was a guy I was advocating that the uh, the handicappers of the Pulp MX Fantasy League were screwing me over. and uh, But I still took him, regardless. And I was, he was doing okay. Martin Costello. But it, it, it went south. He, uh, I don't know if he crashed or bike broke in the second moto, but he was... Uh, in position to get decent points, and something happened, and then uh, nine points for Martin Costello on the day. Nine points for Martin Costello. So uh, not not so good. Bad pick for me. Uh, but the top guys were Week, Savachi, James Weeks, um, um, who has been consistently pretty good all year long. Lopes was next. Sean Cantrell, who also paid off big time at Millville, was next. Tyler Rosa, 
who had a 0% pick trend, by the way. Mitchell Harrison was good. Michael Moseman was good. Um, was it Moseman who qualified seventh? I think it was. He One of his best of the year, qualify, qualifying-wise. Yeah, Mo- Moseman did qualify really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I looked at him, too. Yeah, yeah. Moseman was, was good, and I looked at him pretty good because of that qualifying. I'm like, maybe something to do with Shugo. All right, so 450 class. Uh, I was looking really good in this class, like Dan, I think, and then it all went to shit. But I did have Noah McConaughey. Uh, local guy qualified pretty well and um, 16 handicap. I thought he, you know, that was that was a good handicap. So he got 100 points. He maxed out. Good job, Noel McConaughey. And again, the big gap between first and second. The next guy was Tyler Bauer is at 80 points. And um, oh, McConaughey was only 18 percent pick trend. I thought he would have been higher being a local guy, but I guess not. Um, Bauer's. I mean, he's not that local. He's like he was like seven hours away. Does he really? Yeah. Why do I think it was a Pacific Northwest guy all the time? Spokane. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, so it's he is, not close. He is a local Pacific Northwest guy. but um, Tyler Bauer is 80 points. Uh, John Short, 74. Ryan Surratt, 74. Carson Brown, 72. Kyle Cunningham, 70. Nathan Laporte, 68. Tomita, 64. I had none of those guys. I had none of those. Uh, my next guy uh, down, I had Justin Barsha as my all-star. Uh, 47 points. Wrote really well in that first moto, I thought. Good job for Barsha to come back from way back. Uh, so three off of the max. I'll take it. He was a three handicap. That's kind of how I pick my all-stars, just uh, looking at the handicaps. I go with that. And uh, so Barsha was my next guy. My next guy after that, a 50% pick trend. What's been the highest we've seen? T- Tomac was a 53. Has anybody seen higher than a 53? No, I, th- I think Tomac last week, uh, last weekend was the biggest we've had. I think so. So, but But meaning Justin Hill was right up there at a 50. Huge pick trend. Uh, local guy, of course, Justin Hill. And he would have done really well. He was in a position to probably bring home another 40, 45 points in that second moto before he hit a tree. Uh, so he would have brought home 80, 85 points instead. He hit the tree, and uh, that was it. He DNF. So he got 40 points only off based off his first moto score. 40 points for Justin Hill. Uh, ben LeMay was my next guy, and I just thought Ben has done well at Washougal in the past. And he had scored well at Millville, and I thought Ben LeMay, he was a 9, and that was a really bad pick. I looked at Shear for a long time, didn't do that. But uh, Ben LeMay, 24 points, not uh, not very good. So um, that was my team. It uh, it uh, Within three laps, Hill hit the tree, and LeMay was uh, 17th-ish and went out. Same, within, same lap. Same lap. Same lap. Okay. Same lap. Yeah, same lap. Yeah. So uh, that was awesome. Uh, not. So, all right, Dan, who'd you have? Well, first, I had both lap leaders, and I got them both right. Wow. Check yep. you out. So I picked You're only team. minus 500 for the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, Paul and I always, we talk, and, like, we've been trying to pick a team on, like, Friday and just be done with it so it doesn't ruin our Saturday. And in this particular case, I was working, um, and I couldn't really pick a team. So I did it in maybe five to seven minutes. I just texted Paul real quick. He sent me some times, um, practice times, and I just picked a team. Uh, 250s, I had Joey Savacci to lead a lap, and uh, I don't know why, but I picked, first time all year I picked Joey, and he leads the first moto, so that was great. I went with Tommy Week, um, and I also had, looking at the pick trends, I had the top three pick trends of Savacci at 34%, uh, Sean Cantrell was my other guy at 33%, and then Tommy Week at 32%. So those three guys, uh, I was kind of must just because I went off practice times, really, um, and they all paid off. I was eight points shy of a perfect team. My all-star was McElrath, which only had an 8% pick trend, mm-hmm. but he was the best all-star uh, at 45 points. This was the first week that no all-star got 50 points. So that was good. At least I made up a few points there. <clears throat> yeah. So, by, by the um, way, sorry to interrupt you, Dan. I, I took three out of the top four pick trends in, in, in uh, 250 class, and that has been for me for weeks. Yeah. I have been the same as the, 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 the public. It's, it's crazy. I don't know why that works or whatever, but I am just always picking the pick trend guys, which good or bad, I don't know. But that's what yeah, I Yeah, I think mainly it's – I think – uh, like for instance this week I just looked off practice times and I was like uh, oh these guys were all good whatever they're on good bikes I'm going to pick them McElrath I thought that he would get a good start first moto not so much but uh, a lot like the second moto I didn't think he was going to win the race but I thought he would get a good start and he had a pretty big handicap at a 6 so I thought that was uh, a good way to get points so yeah I was really happy with the 250 team after the first moto I was in the top 5 um, 
after even after the going into the very last moto of 450s, I was in the top uh, 50, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, and going into the 450 class, I had Ken Rocks in the lead a lap, and I was really cheering for him to pass Bogle in the second moto, and he did that. So that was good, 15 points there. And then, yeah, it just went downhill from there. Paul texts me about McConaughey, and I just go back to when JT picked him in Supercross, and uh, it just wasn't good. So I I passed on McConaughey. I went with solid guys, I thought. Cooper Webb, Benny Bloss, Justin Hill, and Ben LeMay. And they all sucked. So <laughs> um, my high, when your high score is 50 points, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, I think – then at some point you say you got a thirty, you're running in the thirty fours or something in in one moto. Yeah, the second moto. Yeah, second moto because uh, Hill DNF'd, uh, Lemay DNF'd, uh, yeah. Cooper Webb got a terrible start both motos, and he wasn't in. He was only getting nine points, and then yeah. Benny Boss crashed and was in like I don't know fifteenth or something. It was at one point in the second moto I had thirty something points. Right, right. Um. So no, yeah. So McConaughey's <laughs> practice time, qualifying time, you just didn't. I mean, it. I looked at, like I said, I did it quick, yeah. and I looked at it, and I was just like, I would rather pick solid guys, in my opinion. I'm trying to build, get points, and I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, he could have easily went 28, 36 to yeah. me. Yeah. And um, Bowers, I really considered Bowers. We talked back and forth about his handicap. For me, his engine blew up, I believe, or he had some issues and was on a stock engine, and I just didn't know what kind of program he had. Um, that was my reasoning for not picking him. He rode great. It all worked out. Uh, I was I couldn't pick John Short. I was never picking Ryan Surratt. Carson Brown was on our list. You know, we made him a 16 handicap for this race. I think he was our lock of the week, and I, I you know, I passed on him. And kind of same with Cunningham. I said going into the week I was going to pick all JGR guys, and um, yeah, I just I don't, I don't know. I thought Cooper Webb would be better. Yeah. I, I don't think we knew Carson Brown was. We talked about Carson Brown in 250s because we didn't know he was riding 450s. Did, not until yeah, Friday. Well, and the yeah, problem is not until he, Friday. He, he qualified awfully. Like, he qualified really, really bad, and that's why I think he was on no one's radar. Yeah. Um, all right, Paul, uh, who'd you have? Um, so my 250 team was okay because there's lots of green here at the top on my screen, so that's a good thing. I did have Tommy Week. Um, he did good. Deep engine or not, great job. Uh, Joey Savacci, obviously the first moto was awesome. The second moto, he rode, he rode good. There could have been more points there, but like you said, Steve, 66 points is the second most points pick, so that's a killer pick. Um, then I went Sean Cantrell. He got 56. That was fine. And I went Justin Cooper as my all-star. So, um, I mean, the guy put in the fastest lap time in practice again, and he's never even been there. So I was like, man, he's probably going to – he should be able to get top five both motos. And um, But, yeah, it was, it was kind of cool, though, that Dan brought it up, that um, not not a single all-star got 50. So um, got 40 with him. So my 250 team was fine, I'd say. And, um when I go down to 450, that's where I make the big mistake. So um, I was on Noah McConaughey all morning long. I had a friend at the race. I had someone walk over there and see what the hell was everything was looking like with Noah McConaughey. And um, uh, that friend was uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna call him out. That friend was Charles Cashlew. He said it looked weak. <laughs> he said the team looked loose. <laughs> but Charles ended up picking him, and I did not. Ah, pick him. So, oh, the ultimate! The ultimate! Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to try to brush that one under the rug, not take it personal. We're still friends. <laughs> um, but uh, So that was my big, big, big misstep. Um, a lot of these other guys that got points, they were never really on my radar, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not real upset. You know, um, I couldn't pick John Short. Uh, Bowers, I just – I don't know why I didn't – I just didn't – I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I just thought there was better picks. I looked him. at the bear. Um, I so, looked closely at the bear. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a yeah. believer. I mean, the, yeah. the real bummer, The I'm just mad over Noah McConaughey. Really, that's it. And if I switch him with um, one of these guys that I'm talking about right here, and he was on my team like five minutes to go, he was on my team. And I just I just zigged when everyone else zagged. I've been doing that a lot this year. So speaking of that, um, I did have Justin Hill. So uh, obviously we don't know pick trends anymore when we're making picks, but – um, we kind of had talked about saving him for there, so I took him there, and it worked out great the first moto. And obviously, like you said, it was looking good in the second one, but it, it didn't. It didn't work out good. But when half the league has him, that's not a huge misstep. The big misstep was I went Ben Lemay. Um, oh, I'm surprised you, that I, we all, yeah I we went, thought he would yeah. I, I thought that was going to be an okay pick. I really I, I don't know what happened. I don't know the details. I believe he DNF the second moto, but at a handicap nine. 
Um, he only put 24 points on the board, so if I could somehow have Noah instead of him, that's a very big difference, and I score um, probably, I think I'm in the 500 range, I believe, um, or close to it. So uh, I went all I went all star Ken Roxon. Um, I mean, he's extremely consistent these days, and I even took him to lead the first lap. So I got a um, I basically was wow. You I went- think I got plus 15, yeah, because I don't believe I took a 250 guy. Um, so I think I just took him as a lap leader. Um, and then my fourth and final guy was Cooper Webb, and he put 50 on the board. It's okay, but I really thought he was going to do somewhere in the 70 range, but his start, the second moto, was was god-awful. So, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about Carson Brown, like I said, but he qualified so badly. I mean, I think he was borderline going to the LCQ in 450 class, and um, he showed up and raced on the weekend. So that was it, – it's such a tricky, tricky thing to navigate where you have to – Sometimes rely on practice times. Sometimes you have to ignore them. And um, I just, uh, I, you know, I flipped a coin on a bunch of this stuff and and picked the wrong way every time. So, um, um, yeah, that was my team. No, nobody, nobody felt, or I guess we'll get to the, to JT's picks, but nobody felt strongly in the Alex Ray Pulpomex bandwagon. No one no. felt like we were going to the top. Nope. No. 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 Nobody. No. No. Nobody Sorry. saw my face on his jersey and was like, "That's going to do it." That was part of the reason I wasn't on the bandwagon. Okay. All right. Uh, who'd, you, who'd you pick, JT? Uh, my team was was good, right? It was um, – I thought it had a lot of potential. Even with a 451 and, and a really good day overall, it could have been so much better if a couple things had gone differently. Some of them my fault, some not. Um, so I had Tommy Week. I was on Tommy Week pretty much all morning i watched him ride practice and he wasn't blazing fast which actually was happy with because i i thought that would help keep his picture down a little bit uh but i just you know his sister used to be married to ryan huffman so he's ridden that track probably more than anybody currently racing i think i I think i said it they they currently were married i did not know that it was not going on anymore yeah i think they're i think they're divorced now okay um, so yeah, he's just got track knowledge and he, you know, it's one of those places where he's going to be able to ride all day and not really get tired type deal, even if he's not a hundred percent in shape or whatever. Uh, so yeah, he killed at 94 points. Uh, I picked Joey Savacci, which I was terrified about just because we know how Joey's been this year. Um, he really came through though, you know, the second moto, everything was going against him and he had to fight his, his ass off to get double points. So uh, good job by him in that Sakamoto, and I was terrified that Chase Sexton was going to get him at the very end and, and <laughs> knock him out of double points, but it didn't happen. So good job by him. I had Dylan Ferrandis. Um, he, he was really good at, at Washougal last year, and I just figured, you know, the French riders do well at Washougal typically. Um, so he did he did pretty well, 44 points. It, the first moto killed me, though. Um, he was way back, then he fell. Uh, but he bounced back in the second moto to salvage something, um, I guess, if you if you consider 44 points salvaging anything. Uh, my final pick was Justin Cooper, and, and along the lines of what Dan said, you know, he was super fast in practice. He's such a good starter, and Washougal is really critical for starts. Uh, so, yeah, 40 points, but with no one getting 50 on the day, I can't be super unhappy with that, so I'll take it. Um, you know, McElrath was, I guess, the best pick for um, for the All-Star, but not too bad there. Uh, so 250 wasn't terrible. I didn't really make any huge missteps. Um, I couldn't pick Hantrell. I couldn't pick Weeks, so take those guys off the board. Um, Mitchell Harrison and Moseman have been a little bit too much of a roller coaster for me, so they, I wasn't going to pick them either way. So from the guys I could pick from, I thought like I did a no-kid job. Uh, the 450 class... This is where I had uh, one big misstep, and that was with McConaughey. Um, I just blew it. I uh, I knew he was on my team all morning, and uh, one of my coworkers, Cole Siebler, knows him and was talking to him, not, not so much about fantasy, but just talking to him, and said that he had had six surgeries in the past 18 months. So for me, that just kind of spelled trouble for two 35-minute motos. Uh, it was it was forecast to be incredibly hot that day. It kind of tailed off a little bit at the end and stayed a little bit cooler. Um, but I was just worried he was going to pull off in the second moto or something bad would happen. Uh, unfortunately for me, he didn't. He had a great day, 100 points. So that's on me uh, for changing my team. I should have just left him on wow, there. He was J- on there. JT, to be fair, when you how much is 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 your decision making going into the Noah McConaughey when you picked him and he didn't show up in Supercross? 
and he wasn't even there. No, I had nothing to do with that. He was on my team all morning. Okay. I mean, from the first lap of practice when I saw him, and and he, you know, he was uh, an eighteen. I didn't, know on my I, team. I didn't know if your bitterness was still lingering. No, no, no. Okay. It was the surgeries. Um, I just was like, there's a lot of good picks. There was a lot of good possible picks in 450. So I just looked at it as if, if I'm not sure, and you know he's been hurt a ton, why would you take that as one of the picks? Like there's a, there, there was a lot of good potential picks. So I just didn't feel like I had to force it with a guy I had a lot of questions about. Obviously that was all wrong analysis, but that's where my kind of my head was on Saturday. Uh, I had Kyle Cunningham though, and when and Kyle's always dangerous. He just man, he's kind of re- I don't want to say kind of. He's up and down. He crashes a lot. He's good he at Washougal though. He scored really well at Washougal in the past. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's seventy points. Yeah. Um, so I'll take it. The guys that passed on though, I yeah, they kind of bit me. I couldn't pick John Short, so that was out. But Bowers, the same thing with Dan. He was on a stock engine because he blew his engine up on Thursday. Um, like I said, the heat, I didn't know how fit he would be because he hasn't been racing outdoors. Uh, he obviously killed it, you know, good for him, but I just had too many questions. And with a lot of these picks, I try to go with guys that I know a lot about instead of, if, if I have more questions than answers, I usually try to avoid it. Carson Brown, I, I'll be honest. He was on my team too. My team was McConaughey, Carson Brown, uh, uh, Marvin Muscan and Cooper Webb going into about 12:30 p.m. I didn't like Carson Brown's practice times, which you guys talked about, so I pulled him. Um, I should have known better. He killed it, 72 points. Uh, good for him. Great job. But that was my problem. He was just slow all day, and I just figured, you know, he's not incredibly fit. Like that's not something we all, you know, I'm not saying he's not fit, but it's not something we associate with him. So there are some guys sometimes that we all sit back and say, well, maybe he's not fast, but he's in shape so he can make it up the end. And I never really put that with Carson Brown. Um, so I figured if he can't go fast, it's not really going to get much better. Uh, so, yeah, he proved was, me uh, wrong. Um, I was listening to Mitch Payton talk about Carson Brown to a local guy, and, he, and Mitch mm-hmm. is like, he needs to get in better shape. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, so I, yeah. And obviously we weren't super – we were wrong, I guess, but it just wasn't something that was going to make the difference for me, and then the practice time kind of pushed it over the top. So – my other picks, Cooper Webb. Uh, man, I just I don't know what's going on with Cooper. He wasn't bad. He got double points both motos with a 50 50 point day, but his starts are terrible. His speed's not that impressive in the motos either. Like he was having a really tough time moving up. I I just I think he's honestly I looked at Webb too because he's such a his name and his speed and he's not an all star. I'm like I'm like Cooper Webb and I'm like you know what he's riding this thing out like his deal's done you know and. He's he did try out. hard, though. Oh, no, like, no, he wrote, credit. Yeah, he, no, he, he wrote well. Up. Yes, he, he, just, he was so far back. But, I mean, to get into the elite spots where that minus one is going to be mm-hmm. worth it, like, I'm like, it's not going to happen. I really don't well, think it is. Well, I mean, he's, he didn't do terrible, right? I, right. I, I could have had better picks, no doubt. But 50 points, the thing about it for me is he doesn't have the pace right now. If you look at, look at the guys who have gone down early in motos, Barsha, Muscan, Tomac, those guys come blazing through the pack, right? Bag it at Mount Morris. So those guys have speed. Like, they have the pace to do it. And then when I watch Webb, he doesn't have it. Like, he is struggling to pass guys he is a lot better than. And that's, to me, he just doesn't have that elite-level pace right now. So in hindsight, um, I was hoping he would start better than 20th both motives, which he should, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, he just doesn't have he doesn't have that elite level speed to just move through guys and and when somebody goes inside, he can't just rail around the outside of him and keep going the way we've seen other guys do it this year. So um, a little bit of a letdown with him. I had Muscan that was 47, so yeah, that's as good as you were going to get for an all star. And then my last pick was Justin Hill, which you guys covered. Uh, yeah, that hurt a lot. And, and you know, Steve has this theory that with a 50 percent pick trend, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't believe in that. I think. Well, the, uh, no, yeah, the, there are the, surely guys ahead of me that didn't have Justin Hill that hurt me there. So yeah, no, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it is sort of like, oh well, like like a lot of us got burned, you know? What yeah, I mean? but like, to catch to beat the other, you know, I'm in 140th to catch up. You there well, are a lot of guys well, that guarantee you. In you front should of me not have picked have. Justin Hill at Washougal if you were actually going against contrarian play. Like you should be like, hey, he's going to be a huge pick trend. I'm not picking him. Like I got to make points up and, and stay well, away from yes, him. Well, yes, yes, you know? but. If he gets, say, he gets eighty points on the day, which he was in line for, yes, it doesn't matter if you're contrarian or not. You can't turn down an eighty-point day. 
So I, I understand what you're saying with the contrarian thing. We do that a lot. But if, if his point total is so high like that, it doesn't matter. You just have to take him and just chalk it up to, well, I can't give up points, right? So there's a fine line of you want to go against the trend, but then you can't just turn away a huge point score, too, if it's inevitable. Like, you're looking at it and like, there's no way this guy's not going to have a ton of points. Right. It doesn't matter that everybody picks him. I have to pick him. And that's where I was on Justin Hill. All right. Uh, anything else about Washugo from anybody else before we move on to Unadilla? Uh, Josh Grant will be back. He did race Uni- or he raced Washugo. His ankle was still hurting. Yeah. Uh, what I was told from the Cowie guys at Loretta's was – he could have raced the second moto, but then probably been out for the rest of the season, or just not race it and then race the last three nationals and be fine. So okay, um, yeah, he but took the time off and, and he'll race the last three. Bogle's out for the year, everybody. So whole shots. Do not pick lap leaders with Justin Bogle. Um, all right, La- let's... lap lap leader at Unadilla though, because this has been confusion in Supercross. Will be right after the start. Um, as long as the finish line stays where it's been in years. Oh back. yeah, it'll be. So, uh, it'll, it'll be. be Two three quarters in, yeah, rabid cavity. Yep, yep. yeah, very similar to Muddy Creek, where we had a lot of people that were upset because, you know, Barsha led the lap, but he didn't really cross the finish line first. So, the way we do our site is the first person that crosses the finish line for the very first time, whether it's a lap or two corners. So, don't tweet us; we already know. (laughs) All right, let's get into this uh, pro taper. One hundred percent fly racing, of course. The folks at Kawasaki Unadilla picks. We'll start two fifties. Let's do that. Um, All right, so two fifties for Unadilla. Luke Resland is back, and you guys have put him at a 11. That might be my 100% lead pipe lock of the week. I've got to look look these over a little bit, but I'll start with uh, Paul. I'll start with you. Who do you like for for Unadilla 250 class? Yeah, I mean, he was he's on he's highlighted right now for me to talk about. So I, I had no information on him. If he's coming back, he's high on my radar. Um, he's an eleven. He hasn't raced in a long time. Luke has a a tendency to sometimes throw it away though. So that still feels risky. It feels like picking Cunningham to me. Picking he went uh, he went nineteen twenty one last year at Unadilla. So if he goes nineteen twenty one yeah. again, that's not killing it for eleven handicap. That's not killing it, but that's still it's good. It's yep. still double points at least, yep. um, and I, I think his ceiling is much higher. I, I mean, I think he can go twelve, twelve or sure. so. I think he, I think that could, you know, you could say that could happen. But like I said, I think he is kind of like picking a Cunningham. It could, it could go south easily with him. Um, so that's just uh, go with your gut and and see how he does in qualifying and get as much info as you can and, and go from there. Um, other guys, I think that I'll look at. Uh, Looking into some, I'll go into some of the deeper guys. Uh, I think Austin Root could be somebody to look at. His handicap is quite high considering his um, kind of his finishes uh, late. I, I'd say in the last four races or so because he had an awful Washougal. And I can, can um, I just so say that? And can I just say that Root and I had a deep discussion this week about results and career and things like that. Deep down to the roots. Yeah. Can I just say, like, maybe, maybe, Paul, that my discussion with with Groot. It could go either way, but maybe propels him to the top. What what happened at Washougal though? Because he was good there last year, and his, then his bike blew up. Both motos? Well, no, just he had nothing for backup for second moto, I guess. Okay, so it's safe to say we got some fresh parts for this weekend. We're good. <laughs> it, it was a it was a uh, a small miscue uh, that caused the motor to blow up. You will be with well, Ruth this week, I believe, right? I will be. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I agree with Paul. I don't want to tell you off, but I agree that Root, coming off a bad week, we always or, talk about it. I think Root's a great pick. Or does my speech, me telling you guys that I spoke to him, maybe scare all you three off? Well, Just, I mean, <laughs> that could also happen. I mean, you really you really propelled Ray to the top, so. Right, um, right, right. It could be scary. Okay, uh, so we got Root, we got Reslin. What else, Paul? Um. Man, it, this this class, you know, it's hard. I have a lot more people I could talk about for sure in the 450 class. The 250 class is harder, and that's why you've seen less scores. Um, I can't pick him, but absolutely, Joey Savacci, you have to pick him, I think, again, is a good pick. He's yeah. still eligible for double points. He went 1-4. I mean, what, you, yeah, he went 1-4. Run 1-4 last year, so. Yeah, so um, he absolutely needs to be on your team, I believe, especially in this class with the – with how kind of like tuned in the handicaps are, I think that's somebody that needs to be on your team. Um, if you want to chat up 
chat chat about All Star. Um, I think I think Aaron Plessinger would be a good one, especially when we talk about the weather that we might have. So I just kind of pulled it up, and it doesn't look like it's going to be hot, but it could very well be wet and muddy. Um, Thunderstorms, who knows? They could come or not. But um, obviously, I think Aaron is good at Unadilla, regardless. And if it rains, he's just going to be better. So uh, he could be an All Star. Um, besides that, I mean Justin Cooper. Uh, I picked him last weekend. Um, he doesn't have. He still has a. He's from a New good, York. He's uh, from Long handicap. Island. You know, he's New York yeah. guy. So. He's, he's from there. I mean, we all remember that he got a second in a mud moto there last year. He's a handicap five. I think that's a very very good all star. Um, so he's someone to look at. Um, besides that, I, I'd have to pass the ball to one of the other boys on this pod because I'm not seeing we, a whole much more. Uh, Dan and JT, are we all in agreement that if you can pick Joey Savacci, he's coming off his first moto win of the year at Washougal, rode well in that second moto to come from way back, you have to pick him at a minus one. Right? Yes. Dan? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 100%. So uh, that's – do you want to just make that he's a 100% lead pipe block of the week, Joey Savacci? No, because I think there's – I think – He's at a minus two, so I think there are some guys okay. that can get more points. Um, do I think you pick them if you can? One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, some people tweeted and said, you know, Joey still did Joey and he crashed and got no, that. He, no, still got, yeah. he still got sixty. He got second best points. Like that's good. No matter if it's you know a forty four points or whatever it is, if it's second best on the list, then it's a good pick. And uh, I think if you can pick Joey, you have to pick him one hundred percent. Okay. Uh, what else, Dan? Do you like? I saved Justin Cooper. You guys all picked him at Washougal. I saved him for Unadilla. Um, oh, okay. I, that's why I picked McElrath last week. So I think I have to pick him at a five, um, you know, just because I didn't pick him last week. Um, he did get a second in the moto last week. It could rain. Even if it doesn't rain, I still think he's a good pick. He's a good starter. So for me, I picked Justin Cooper as an all-star. But I also like Jordan Smith and Forkner as all-stars. So they're both sevens. Um, Forkner had that crash, which he's had the last three rounds. But speed-wise, he's fine to get top seven oh, or top Forkner. eight. Forkner scares the shit out of me, Dan. Yeah, I agree. It's a gamble. Um, <laughs> I think Jordan Smith is is getting better each week. So I do think that Jordan Smith is a good pick also. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you can pick any of those three all-stars, I think they're, yeah. they're great. Um, I, miss, for me, I, I misspoke earlier. I said Savachi was a minus one. He's a minus two now. Sorry, he was minus yeah. one last week. Yeah, minus two. Yeah, so minus, minus two, he's still a great pick. Yeah. Um, he won last weekend. So I think that's good. But I really do think that guys like James Weeks and Austin Root could be, you know, they could get more points than Joey, um, per se. Uh, so Root's scary. Obviously, he goes to the races without extra parts, it sounds like. So, in a mud race, it's even scarier. Does he have, you know, a pressure washer to wash his bike in between motos? That kind of stuff. I don't know. So, depending on the weather, I may pick safer guys like uh, Ferrandis and guys like that. You know, um, he still has a pretty high value at a right. minus three. I think he could still get top five uh, Euro style track. Dan, would you go Ferrandis at minus three or Savachi at minus two? Or you said you got to pick Savachi if you can. Do you got to pick Ferrandis if you can at, at a one worse handicap? I don't think you have to. Um, Brandis right went now six three there last year six three. Yeah, so exactly. He he is on my team right now. My team is I I'm just clicked it. Justin Cooper out of five all star, James Weeks out of fifteen, Austin Root out of seventeen, and Ferrandis out of minus three. That's my team. You know, on a whatever okay. day it is. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is. Right. Okay, uh, JT, uh, give us your thoughts on Resland at an eleven. How do you feel about that, Paul? Paul and I both think that's pretty good and looks like it might be somebody that's definitely on the radar. What do you think? He's on the radar, but he hasn't really done anything this season. He's had a really rough U.S. outdoor season. Yes, it's been tough. So I may shy away just because of that. Like, I just haven't seen him break through and do much. Uh, And I don't know what's going on. I don't talk to him, so I don't know. That that would probably scare me off. Uh, Is this a race that Ryan Sipes is doing? I think the last two. Yeah, Bud's Creek, I, yeah, Bud's, Bud's in Creek, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, last two. Okay, uh, he was going to be one I was looking at. Um, for my All Star, I think I'm going to go with Plessinger because I, I, if I go Plessinger here, then I can go him at, again in Indiana. And I think this is just a race he'll do well at. It's you know it's probably going to rain at some point throughout the weekend, which helps him. Um, but the other guys, I had pretty good luck going safe, so I can't pick Savachi, obviously. Um, but I'm. 
At this point in the season, I just, I don't know. I, I have a tough time going with the long shots because I feel like a lot of them have used up their value. Um, Austin Root has been way, way off the map for me. He just he just doesn't finish enough for me at this point. Um, so I don't know exactly who I'm going to pick yet. I, I want to save James Weeks for Butts Creek because he's a Florida guy, and that dirt that he rides on is very similar to Butts Creek. All Florida guys usually do well at Butts Creek. So I may try to save him for that race. Um, but I'm kind of scanning through here just trying to see who's a safer guy, like a Colt Nichols at a two. I may take a swing at him and just hope he can pull out like a you know eight eight day and he, get me went, you know sixty uh, points. He went eleven nine last year. Right. So even at that, that's a that's a decent day. You get a fifty or sixty point day out of him. Um, hopefully, you know that's what I'm hoping for if I if I went with him. Um, but I've just been having better luck lately, staying a little bit safer than than swinger for the fences. So. Uh, my, you know, my Ferrandis and Savachi are gone, as I said, so I'm not going to be able to go super safe with a guy like that. Uh, but I'll maybe go to that second tier of, of safe guys that, that finish. And that's what's really, I think, makes or breaks you late in the season. If the DNFs like, you know, Costello and Justin Hill and those guys, those can really uh, make the difference at this point. You know, Cantrell has been a really good pick two straight weeks in a row. Um, he, I think he was number one pick at Millville. And, or, yeah, he was, wasn't he? He was yeah, number one yeah. at Millville. And uh, this week he was very good, too. You guys only moved him one. So maybe Cantrell keeps that role going, everybody. Um, yeah, you know? C- Cantrell, Cantrell got beat by Tommy Week, though. Let's throw that out there. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just say. No, I, I mean, seriously, like, I don't know what happened. I, I picked Cantrell. He was on my team last week. I do think he's a good pick out of seven. I have no idea what he was doing that second moto, though. He was I just do. going He backwards. was breathing very heavily. <laughs> he was going backwards and yeah. backwards. And then, I mean, Tommy Week, who who obviously doesn't race motorcycles for a living, passed them, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, what's going on? So You could uh, – yeah, go, go ahead. That would be the, that'd be the only thing that right. would scare me about uh, Cantrell out of seven is there's not a ton of – there's still value there, but I, I, he falls outside the top 15 like he did last week, and, and then that's a big issue. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Dakota Alex, JT, at an eight? He's a decent pick. He's a Vermont guy. Uh, so, you know, he's from that area, kind of, um, but I don't know, man. He just, he had, for me to pick him, I need to, for him to show me some upside. Like I need him to go out and do like a 12 or 13, you know, weekend, 12, 13s, something where I can be like, man, yeah, if he kills it like that, then I'm going to get paid off because right now he's finishing in that, you know, 15 to 18, which you're not really getting a lot of points out of it. So I would say he's a no for me at this point. Uh, even, you know, he qualified 13th at Washougal. And I was, I, he had me on a, on the radar as far as just because of that, and he was a seven, I believe. Yeah. But then I watch him in the motos, and he's back there where you're not getting a ton of points again. So. Uh, Wantanabe scored really well at Millville, not yep. so well at Washougal, and he, you know he's two points worse. Keep yep. an eye on him. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with him because I was I was really scared that he was gonna he was gonna pay off for a lot of people at Washougal, and cause we talked about him in the podcast, and then he didn't do anything. So yeah, yep. yeah that could pay off. Uh, all right. well, I, I want to touch touch real quick on Renslin. Next week is his team's hometown track, and he's done good at Bud's Creek in the past. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Renslin this week mm-hmm. just because what JT said he hasn't really been racing too much. He hasn't done a whole lot. Yep. Uh, if he comes out and does great this weekend, I have something to go off of. His handicap probably won't change too too much. Um, you know, maybe two one or two at, at the most. Uh, and then going into Bud's Creek, he'd be someone that I would look forward. to to doing really good at Butts Creek. Well, so. my, I'm going with Groot because of our talk this week. So my 100% yeah. lead pipe lock of the week in 250 class is Austin Root, everybody. Please check it out. Uh, all right, who's your 100% lead pipe lock of the week, Dan? Austin Root. Paul? Um, I want to be different, but I kind of agree with you guys. So um, okay. <clears throat> I guess I'll, I'll, I'll say Root. Uh, JT? Make it Savachi. unanimous. Savachi. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, you, you know what? Hey, you can't go wrong with picking McElrath, Savachi, Ferrandis, and somebody else. Like, that's yeah. that'll get you a good return. In, yeah, in, in I, this I class, agree. In this class, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like, there's – there's it's it's tougher. Like I'm I'm looking deep to find some flyers and like James Weeks is one a flyer. Maybe Reimer Alves is a is a flyer and Root is one, but you know what? That's that's probably yeah. not gonna work in this class. Like you need to go Savachi, Ferrandis, yep. Cantrell, 
Um, it's not going to look sweet on paper, but at the end of the day, it's probably going to be the best team. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the 100% lead pipe block of the week. Three roots and a Savachi. Uh, thanks to Ride100%.com. Use code PULP18 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. The 100% adult MX goggle offer unique features, fit, and function. But they carry all they all carry the same DNA and utilize the same interchangeable top view lens technology and tear-off. So easy for everyone to know which uh, which lens and tear-off to use. ProTaper.com and FlyRacing.com. Um, all right, let's get into 450s. I don't know if you guys knew this, and I don't know if uh, this changes anything, but the 7-Deuce Deuce and the 7-Deuce Trace are going to uh, Unadilla. They are they are putting their bikes with uh, Ted Parks, the Ted Parks experience, and, and going out. So I don't know if that yeah, changes anything. It changes nothing in our in our picks or the results. Okay, all right, just, just checking. Seven Deuce Deuce huh? scoring some, uh, get, getting getting close to some points at Washougal. Uh, I checked on Joey Crown because it's an off weekend in Canada. Not racing, Joey Crown. He's got he's only three out of the 250 lead. So uh, Joey Crown has been a guy that's been showing up here and there. Uh, he's not going to be there. Heath Harrison uh, on a new bike on a KTM privateer KTM effort and hungry to get results. JT, very hungry. Uh, nope. Okay. Um, one moto, one moto or two? We looking for? I disagree. What, Paul? I think I disagree. Okay. Maybe it's because it's been two weeks since he burned me, and I just I, I got a short term memory, just like everyone else in the industry. Um, KTM, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Paul, maybe Paul, I, maybe I'll take him. Paul could be uh, interested. Give me fifty at least for one moto. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's you know he's he's definitely you know motivated to show that you know he either quit or got fired. I think it depends on who you ask um, on his old team. So he's definitely hungry to to show that he's not better than what he was. So. Um, Cooper Webb from minus one to minus two, um, so definitely like I'm, I'm, he'll get you some points, but I don't think enough at a minus two in my in my opinion. Um, Bogle is gone. Grant, what about Josh Grant, uh, Paul? Let's talk about him. Uh, you had him at a one going. We had him at a one going into Washougal, uh, one tenth place finish, and he's a three now. What do you think, Josh Grant at a three? I mean, I, I think it's a good pick. It's a sa- it's a safer pick. I mean, I I honestly don't have a ton of information to offer with him. I don't, you know, I don't know why he didn't start the second moto. Obviously, uh, an injury from what Dan has said, and it sounds like he'll be able to finish the rest of the motos. But but I think you know if this was kind of the 250 class and and those lower handicap guys will work. But I still think for some reason in my gut that this is you're going to have to go higher handicaps in this class to win. Okay. Um. So. While I'll I'll say that he yes is a very pickable pick, uh, he could be a good pick. Um, I think there's going to be at least six picks better than him, much better than him. Uh, give me Lacurcio, uh rebounding after a poor Washougal. He was fifteenth, fourteenth when his chain broke in Moto One. Um, Lacurcio went from a four to an eight, Dan. And I know you've you've been on Lo- Lo- Lorenzo's been your guy. Uh, I'll take that at an eight. Yeah, my team's gonna yeah, it's gonna give me a heart attack. I just clicked it. I got Harrison, <laughs> Lucrucio. It's gonna be so bad. It's gonna go so bad. I'm so upset. I'm already upset. Uh, JT Lucrucio at an eight. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I would okay. really like to use him at Butts Creek. I think he will kill it at Butts Creek. Because of the Florida thing. The, yeah, just, just said? it's okay. the dirt. We it's he lives in Florida, and it's the dirt we ride on all the time, right? So I don't know, man. I, the problem is if if I pass on him and then he has a really good weekend, he's useless for me at Butts Creek, right? So it's – I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to watch practice closely and just make a gut call on him. I, I, I like that. I'll take it. I do too. Yeah. I just – you hate to wish ill will on him, but <laughs> you just hope he doesn't do well at Unadilla and then he, he maybe goes up to a 9 or a 10 and then you're really killing it at Butts Creek. Some bad weeks though, like Washougal and then even Millville. He went DNF, DNF, right? Like, yeah, yep. Redbud is Redbud as well. Like, he's got speed, but he, whether it's bike or team issues or yep. whatever the issue is, there's definitely been some issues. Um, you know, when you think about it, like in JT's position, he's been moving up forward every weekend. It's something you got to think about for sure. Um, you know, who I like for an all star is uh, Filthy Phil at Unadilla. I like that for an all-star. I agree. Yep, I think Phil can can do really well um, there. So I'll take I'll take Phil. 
I, I do like Marvin Muscan um, at a yeah. two, so top three both motos. I think it's a good track for him, but I do agree with you that Phil Nicoletti at, in Unadilla, um, especially on a tough track, maybe mudded and rutted to get top nine both motos, I think, Muscan's I think he a lock. can do that. If he doesn't, he should be pissed at himself. Muscan's a lock, JT? He's a lock, yeah. He went 1-1 yeah. one, one there last year. Two all day. You don't think he's going to get top three in both motos? You're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, my my team's picked. I picked Marvin as an all-star, Heath Harrison at a 15, Lorenzo at an 8, and then Caleb Russell is my fourth yeah, pick. Yeah, I, I was getting never raced a, Never raced a national. He's going on my team. But I was getting to him, but you, you, stole, you, stole, you, stole the, uh, you stole the thunder. Let's talk about Caleb Russell. So, as I mentioned off the top, GNCC champion, uh, he's – has he raced a national before? He hasn't, I don't think, right? Did he race Indiana? I feel like he raced Indiana a few years ago. No? No. no? no? I don't, I don't okay. think so. Right, maybe I'm getting mixed up. Um, he's got to be an 18. Look, he's a GNCC champion. He's been, he rides with Alden Baker's guys. I get all that. But I just think he's got to be an 18, and so, so do all you guys, right? I mean, I just that's it. We, don't, we literally have no idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. You did, you did it, so go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all talked about it. He's never raced a national. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up in the vault right now. He's, he, he's not. His name's not in there, so he's never raced one. Um, to me, the biggest um, challenge for Caleb Russell at Unadilla will be qualifying. I think that's going to – honestly, I think it's going to be hard. Um, I, I know he's a great rider. He's going to have fine speed, but – and if he's in the motos, um, he'll be on my team, but – I think it's going to be tricky. Like, it is hard to go to a track and nail a fast lap um, and, and, and make the top 36, I think, because these guys have been doing it for a long time, and oh, this is that, the total that. opposite of his wheelhouse. I couldn't disagree um, more. I know he's ridden the track before. What about A-Ray at Red Bull? I... Yeah, this is a factory yeah. guy. This is this is a factory guy on a, on a factory bike-ish. So is A-Ray. No, no, not when he had Red Bull. He was he had, he had a, out of a van. I just... Caleb Russell walks himself into qualify. Like okay, well, where where do you think he qualifies? Do you think he qualifies inside the top twenty? Uh, that's that. No, I think he's. I, I don't. Yeah, I think he's I eighteen to twenty five. I think he's more twenty five to thirty five. Okay, all right. Um, but that being said, I'm still picking him. If he's in, the, if he's on the starting gate, I'm one hundred percent picking him. Okay, so is that your one hundred percent lead pipe block of the week? Yes, if he's if he yes, yeah yeah if yes. he qualifies, yeah I think that's insane to say that he we'll we'll, we'll 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 check it out. But it's it's as we do this podcast, it's early. But he yeah he qualifies for sure. So in my eyes, um, I mean we talked we talked about this earlier, and JT had JT had some good points. I, I mean he's on a factory bike. He has uh, I mean his family runs and owns the series. You would assume he's going to somehow make his way into the factory practice. You would assume he's probably going to ride press day. All those things really helps his cause. Yep. So if those things do both pan out, I probably have to move my qualifying you know prediction mm-hmm. a bit. But here on a Tuesday, I think that's where I sit. I just think I think the the task of qualifying should could should be kind of mm-hmm. is being undervalued with him a little bit because I think it's going to be harder than he thinks. Do we see perhaps the highest pick trend ever, JT, with Caleb Russell? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. No. I, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. If he qualifies crazy good, like he qualifies, you know, 10th or something, yes. But I don't think he's going to do that. All right. So is Russell on your team, though? Yes. On Tuesday when we're recording this, yes. Yep. Okay. Um, and so 18 handicap, you feel like that's, that's fair? I think it has to be. It probably, well, from what we think, it's going to be. He's going to get a lot of points. I think he's going to be a really high scoring rider, but never raced a race before. You just that's that's kind of the trend we've gone on, right? That's how we've put these guys in. If they haven't ever raced before, we put them in eighteen. So uh, he's not even a motocross rider. So we have to kind of factor that in. All right. Well, uh, if you look at just looking at previous weekend results and uh, knowing kind of what we know from talking to people from first place in qualifying till the 36th place guy who qualifies last weekend was 10 seconds so you got to assume that he's within 10 seconds and the week before at millville it was 12 seconds i know he's not 12 seconds off of marv i, I know that for a fact so i think that he qualifies you know somewhere in the 18 to 25 range um, maybe a little bit better, 
and he's going to be fine. I mean, I think you yeah. have to pick him. No, that's what I'm saying. He, he walks and into my, qualifying. But then my my dispute to that, Dan, is obviously we have good good info on him. We know what he's doing. But he's also riding a track that he's ridden every single day um, with nobody else on the track. No idiots that are crashed in the mud with their bike sideways on the track and yellow flags everywhere. I just think there's going to be a learning curve for him to, you know, what is it, five minutes free, ten minutes timed, and then 12 yeah, minutes I, timed? like. I agree, and, and times could come out of one practice, uh, especially if it rains. You know, that usually come right out of the first practice. Um, so he really needs to set a lap right away if the track gets, you know, worse. So this is all new to him. I get that um, for everybody listening. We've been told that he's about four to five seconds off of Marv, or three to five seconds off of Marv on average at their track. There's no chance he's within three seconds of Marv at uh, Unadilla, in my opinion, Um you know, that would put him, like, fourth fastest. Back it was three seconds off Marv. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, yeah, I get it. The, the track that he rides every day, things like that. So, um, yeah, I just think he does qualify, though. And he has been to Unadilla before. Uh, they raced GNCC on part of the motocross track, so it's, and he'll ride press day. So I think he qualifies, and I think if you can, if you want to gamble, pick him, you know. so. Uh, all right. 100% lead pipe block of the week. I'll go Caleb Russell. JT, who's your lead pipe block of the week? Yeah, I think you have to. Um, I just think he's going to do really well. All right. And Dan, is he, your, is he also your 100% lead pipe block of the week? Yeah, I think he is. But just to be different, I think you, my lead pipe, lead pipe block of the week is going to be Heath Harrison. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's shocking news. That is shocking. I mean, he, he's burned me before, but... The last time he did this, which was, I believe, last year, he switched bikes to prove a team wrong, and he came out and he scored huge points just to prove that team wrong. He didn't quit just to say, hey, it was the team, it wasn't me kind of thing, and I think he's going to try and do the same thing. I don't think you can make him your lead pipe block of the week, though. I get that all that day. Bold. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and, Paul, uh, if Russell makes it, he's your lead pipe block of the week. Yeah, I, like I said, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm doubting him at all because I I think he's going to be a phenomenal racer in the motos, and I don't know I don't know where we're at with national numbers and whatnot, but in these three rounds, I think he can score enough points to have a two-digit national number um, um, because he is going to eat these guys alive after 15 minutes. Nah, he um, he can't but, get a number uh, because they give points to 250 uh, Supercross guys now, and uh, you need like 30 points to get a number. <laughs> Uh, I just like I just like throwing that out there. I mean, Steve loves that rule. Oh my god! I'm gonna smash my microphone. I swear to God, I'll smash my microphone. Steve, I have a guy for you. Who's that? You picked him at Millville. Okay. Can, can you pick him at Unadilla? Jerry Robin. Oh, Jerry. No. Hey, he was no. Hey, he was good at he was no. good at Did you guys see, No, no, no. Did you guys see Jerry's Instagram this week? No. He no. put his bike up for sale. So, I'm, I don't know what this means. I haven't texted him, but there is a CRF 450 for sale. So, I don't know what this means for Jerry's life slash career slash Unadilla. But uh, I'm out. I'm out on that on that notion. Uh, I would only pick him at Millville, uh, Paul. That's it. Um, but a couple guys that didn't race, Washugo, Henry Miller at a four, probably will be there. He just hurt himself, I guess, going into Washugo. Nick Gaines is a 10. Can I interest anybody in Henry Miller and Nick Gaines? Nope. No. Nope. I think I'm out. Okay. All right. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, who's your team right now, JT? You're, uh, as we said, who's your who's your 450 team? I think my. Uh, well, I know my all star is Muscan, as I said, but I think my other three would be Caleb Russell. Um, man, I don't know. Lucercio is. Just see, that's going to really bug me. I'm going to have a tough time with Lucercio. I think I'm going to stay away from Josh Grant, though. Um, yeah, I don't. With, I think that ankle scares me, right? Like, him, yeah, if anything goes wrong, he twists it, puts it down, he won't ride the second. We've already seen that, and right? It's not, I just, and it's not like Unadilla's ruddy or anything. Right, especially with the, the impending rain. It's going to rain at some point this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be during the day where it matters, but it's going to rain at some point. I think I'm going to go John Short at a 10. I think he's going to make my team. And I don't know after that, man. I I want to I want to pick Marquez so bad, but I just can't. He has done nothing to to tell me I should pick him. Anybody know what's going on with Dylan Merriam? I don't know. I've asked that to everyone who will listen. <laughs> okay, all right. No, um, he was so good early in the season. Like honestly, he I mean he got ninth at Glen Helen. Yeah, he was crazy good. 
And then I know Josh Woods, who's in one of our group texts, he he was telling me at Loretta's, he's like, I picked Miriam, like, thinking it was West Coast, maybe he'd be good. He just hasn't been the same guy. I don't understand. No. I don't think I can pick Heath Harrison, guys. I don't think I can do it. It's like, insane. I think I'll, a part it, of my soul will die if I do it. It's insane that he's Dan's lead pipe block of the week. It's, that is simply insane. It's incredible. Yes. I don't – see, I, I'm, I'm totally disagreeing with the insane part. I think he end up might he might end up being on your team, JT. Like, nope. I don't. I disagree with the insane part. Nope. He's one it's Moto Harrison. Insane. I'm out. You can pick him. That's not a problem. But to be the lead pipe block of the week. But he. But if he races the motos, he he could easily get a hundred. And he only does one of them. I know, but that first yeah. moto, you're going to be on a high when he gets fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think maybe maybe Masterpool would be my fourth. All right, Paul, what do you think? Four four guys. Yeah, Marvin Muscan, All Star. I guess maybe Nicolay, but probably Marvin. Um, Caleb Russell, one hundred percent. I think he Harrison is there. Um, uh, Lorenzo, maybe. There there was a guy. I'll bring this guy up. Maybe he's not on my team, but I'll bring him up just because. I mean, that's why we do these pauses to turn people on to some people. But there was a guy that Dan scored 100 points with last year. He's raced every single outdoor national this entire year, and for some reason, I feel like Unadilla is his spot. Um, but he hasn't been that good this year. Really, is the problem. So maybe I'm high, but um, it's Bobby Piazza. Do you remember Dan? Do you remember getting 100 oh, yeah. from him, Dan, last year? Oh yeah, he came and he rode good, and and he actually. He hasn't been terrible. I mean, he hasn't been getting a lot of points, but he's still been finishing motos and stuff. So, um, I mean, I think you've got to look at him. And I agree with what you said, Paul. People want to know about other guys. Felix Lopez has been pretty good, and he's a 15 handicap, and he's gotten some points. Uh, he's another higher handicap you could look at also. Yeah, 76 points at Millville for Felix yeah. Lopez. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Piazza went 35-24 at, at Washougal. If he goes 24-24 at Unadilla, like a home track, that's a, sh- that's a shit ton of points. That's a good pick. Yeah, he's, he's from Eastern PA, so Unadilla isn't that far off. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, something I, the guys that are, you know, people that are leading listen to this and they ask for advice. I agree with what JT said. Going with some of these safe guys, especially in a mud race, we always talk about this. We don't know for sure it's going to be mud. But if it is mud and you're up front with a chance to win the bike, I pick safe guys. I pick guys like Marvin. I do not pick Harrison. You know, you need to pick guys that are going to get you points to where, you know, we don't do a drop round, so you don't want to get a 300-point weekend. Right. Uh, Cody Cooper's had good results at Unadilla in the past, of course, but he's a five. He moved up. Was it only one time, though? That that 109 race is the only time I can ever remember him doing really well there. It doesn't matter. He says people bring it up to him all the time. Yeah, it was a mud race. Okay, I, he, he almost beat him. He almost broke Stewart's undefeated season. I mean, it was yeah, it was just full mud. Like I, I don't know, he he maybe, said he told me he's like everybody says that I passed him. I never even got that really close to him. He told me <laughs> like he's downplaying his own legend. Well, he he I mean, did it. I mean, it's, yeah. he's he's right. Uh, I mean, Dungey said Burn was going to win that moto uh, at oh, Unadilla before he broke his leg. Burner would have won 100 percent, 100 percent. Lucrecio is uh, got to be. Eight. I think he's got to be on everybody's team. He could go, you know, he's a full privateer, so he could go sideways. Um, but I, I like that eight for Lucrecio for me. And Russell will be on my team for sure. My all-star will be Filthy Phil. I don't care. I know the Marvin thing is fine, but I don't care. I'm picking Phil because he's an eight. And uh, the last guy, I'll look at qualifying and pick. And I can't see it being Harrison. I, I can't believe that he's Dan's lead pipe block of the week. I'm still in shock. What about lap leaders here? I think, since it's- I think Harrison... I think Harrison's on all four of our teams on Saturday. That's my bold, my 102% bold statement of the week. (laughs) Uh, Lap leaders, I don't know. Kenny, yeah? I don't know. Kenny's a smart pick. Kenny or Marvin. Yeah. It's not a whole lap, though. And I I know. Kenny Kenny led Washougal, but he wouldn't have led three turns in. But with no, but Bogle's gone. So what about, what about JG? That could be something he could do easy. Um, Only at Glen Helen. Yeah, I, I, I think you could go. You could go, Kenny. Obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, Barsha's gonna. Barsha's gotten good starts there before. He's from there. Um, his starts haven't been great lately. But for me, I think I pick Kenny or or, or Barsha. And then in two fifties, obviously, it could be anybody. But Justin Cooper's been really good uh, on the starts. So, right. Um, all right. Well, 
And, and 250, first lap leader, anybody want to go there? Uh, I, That's why you just uh, said Cooper. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're going to go, Cooper's go Cooper. Bocce. Go Cooper, I guess. I don't know. Just stay away from it altogether, all right? Don't be like Dan. Um, I got them both right. 30 yeah. points. <laughs> As JT said, you're only minus 300 now. Um, <laughs> okay, so all right, anything else? Pulp Mix Fantasy for Unadilla. Caleb Russell. As always, check. Yep. As always, check the site Friday night. Um, as bikes go through tech, we'll make final editions. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to have a big weekend. Going into the top 100 this weekend, predicting Steve, it now. Steve, what place are you in? I need to know how many more spots I need to uh, catch up. You mean like overall? Yeah. Uh, I am uh, 193. Ooh, that's not good. What are you? At least, uh, I'm, three seven, at least I'm 372. Uh, what are you, Paul? I am 183 overall. Oh, I'm getting, getting Paul. How many are, points do you have, Steve? Uh, 38.55. Oh, uh, I'm only 105 points down. I got this. Okay, all right. That's what JT said too. All supercross, and then it didn't, it didn't work. So just FYI, you just said Heath Harrison as your lead pipe block of the week. Like I, I got this. I got yeah, this. Let's, everybody, let's get back to this next week when he scores 98 points. <laughs> I just, I mean, uh, remember, remember a few weeks ago when I said Bogle might be my lead pipe block of the week. I want to take that back, guys. I was obviously high at the moment. I'll yeah, take that back. Right. You right. picked Bogle out of zero. You wouldn't pick Bogle out of fourteen right now. <laughs> nope. No, I wouldn't. That's a no. good point. That's an excellent yeah. point. Uh, Caleb Russell, everybody, and Caleb Russell, we trust eighteen, uh, eighteen handicap, and uh, he will he will come through for all of us. And, uh, and that's about it. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Thanks for playing. Thanks to Kawasaki for the bikes and uh, making you guys happy. Turning the competition green with envy. Pro Taper, uh, Fly Racing, and uh, Ride100percent.com all on board with us. Uh, Paul Parabinos, Jason Thomas, Dan Truman. Thanks, boys, and we will uh, talk next week. See you guys. Heath Harrison.